Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Arblife Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Pete Nieves Sosa from the Crane Man Incorporated. We discuss Pete's journey from company man to crane safety climber school and how the importance of community, culture, and mentorship have been the foundation for continued success. This is the Arb Life, for arborists to be inspired. Let's do it. Yeah, you in your comfy chair? <coughs> I am. I am getting, getting all situated sitting here in the office. My happy place. Not really. My happy place is in the crane seat. Yeah. <laughs> this is my second happy seat. Um, no, I did, there was a uh, call coming in, but it, it, it just went to voicemail. I didn't want to, uh, I want to be talking while that was ringing. Um, so, uh, Pete with the, uh, the crane man and, uh, uh, crane climber safety school. Um, yeah, I had an opportunity to read through the emails and, uh, I sort of have a few, a few talking points and, and I'd like to kind of move through it. Um, sort of like a timeline structure and sort of go back to where this kind of originated from was, you know, something interesting that you said, uh, was that you were, you know, you were a big company man at one time, you know, going back many years ago and, uh, you know, it, that, that's sort of the first, the first talking point that I, that I'd like to hit is this concept of opportunity, seeing opportunity and or recognizing opportunity and taking advantage of that. So walk me through, you know, walk me through a little bit of that, you know, where where this where this all starts and and how this thing grows. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, basically, I, I've been out on out on my own for eleven years this May now. But before that, I had worked for a crane company. I, w- I was there for for about ten years, nine nine and a half years, almost ten years. I was I was at the point of only ten years, but I was I was always the guy that was like anything they needed, anything they wanted to do, um, any sat, any hours needed to be worked, whatever whatever challenge they presented with me, I was the guy that you know, and, and that that was my role. You know, I just did whatever was asked of me and, and did it with a smile and was happy to take it on. And uh, you know, it was really one of those places I thought. I saw myself retiring from spending the rest of my life there. I mean, while I was there, you know, I got married. I, I bought my house. I, I had, you know, had, had all three of the kids. I think while, while I was there. Um, so it was one of those, one of those places that I, I never thought I'd leave. And then certain things happened within the, within the company itself and, and and whatnot that I don't know if they those specific incidences then change something in me, I guess. And and then I from from those changes I I, I, I could kinda of feel a growth happening. And I, it wasn't like I was giving any less to the company at that point, but all of a sudden I just felt like, okay, like I need I need to do this for me now. Like all of a sudden like I'm I'm re- I started recognizing everybody was, was calling them looking for me because they wanted, I, I was the guy that did the tree work. I, I specialized, you know, if you want to call it that. I built that niche. Um, I was, you know, and everybody was calling for me. And these couple of events, you know, I'm not, I don't want to talk about those events specifically, but the, the events that happened there changed, 
said and said, you know what? I might not be safe here. Let, I want to do this on my own. And then all of a sudden, it was just, I mean, almost overnight, I went out on my own. It just seems like I bought a train, I set up a business, uh, you know, company, company plan, everything, went, got all this financing, paid more for my first train than I did for my house, you know, really, really took that leap of faith kind of thing and, and just overnight kind of went from a 10-year history of I'm the guy that's going to do anything and everything for this company. And then I was like, okay, now I'm my own company. <laughs> and now, yeah, now to say I'm, like, I'm still a company man, but now it's my own company. And it's like, it, it was like, just jump right in and go, go full force forward in that. Um, <clears throat> well, you know, <clears throat> I think uh, right, right there on that point, Pete, you know, I think that's a good segue into this, this whole idea um, of the culture and the community that exists in arbor culture, in tree, in tree work in general, um, you know, you, you, you say, Hey, you know, you, you started this thing and it was, but really the people around you, I mean, the people that you were using and the, the network that you had, I mean, that was really in place. I like, as far as, you know, knowing different contractors and, and being able to, cause like you said, people were, seeking you out and so you know was it i i what was 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 the fine the finances obviously was probably a a little bit new you know financing the crane and and the equipment and all that stuff um but talk can you talk talk a little bit sort of about that community and that culture and that network that you had in place and what that and and how that influenced the transition yeah, yeah, definitely. And that, that was something that it was a little, so when you're talking to a bank about borrowing hundreds of thousands of dollars and they almost ask you to see like, okay, well, do you have any contracts in place? And I was like, well, no, I don't have contracts in place because I don't have a business yet. I need, I need your money to get my business going. So, you know, they're, they're, the bank world wanted to see like written in stone stuff, but from from my Latin, you know, my previous years of, of experiencing this industry is something that is essentially not, I don't want to say it's a day to day, but it, it's almost a couple day out, like a schedule. And there's like, no, there's no commitment or promises. There's, there's huge leaps of faith that had to be made that, okay, it's just like that old thing in the movie, like if, if we build it, they will come kind of thing. Right. That, that, you know, once you, once you do it, I said, all right, I, and I, the bank recognized the fact that, okay, well, this guy's got, he's got 10 years in the industry. It's not like he's, was one thing and becoming another. He's, he's been in this industry for 10 years. And I, and I didn't, because I was trying to be righteous for myself that I didn't want to poach any customers, essentially. Right. Um, so I didn't tell anybody. I was just strictly going off the gut feeling that I had that said, okay, that they're all looking for me already by name, you know. But they, they just know they had to call this other phone number to get Pete by name and, and then say, okay, so now all I have to do is give them a different phone number to call and they're going to call it. So there, there was a huge piece of crossing the fingers kind of thing. Like, um, okay, like I, I just, they, everybody had become friends already. My, one of my biggest things from then to now and all the way to the day I die, I think, I'm not just trying to build business relationships. I'm trying to build friendships and trying to, Everything works so much better when we all get along. I mean, it's 
there, you know, there's always some people, that, you're not like you're having dinner with them every night kind of thing, but right. you're building this, a positive relationship. You're building this network of, of people you can count on. And, and then right when, when the word came out that I, I, I went out on my own, I basically showed up at the, at the Pendle ISA tree climbing competition in 2008, May 1st, 2008. I, I showed up with my train and people almost didn't even really notice that it was my, you know, the Crane Man Inc. on the door of the crane. Right. They, it was like halfway through the day, all of a sudden somebody goes, Hey, Pete, like, that your crane now? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's my, my crane now. I'm, you, can, you can call me the Crane Man. And if Pete no longer exists, he took, this is my alter ego, <laughs> the Crane Man, you know? <laughs> no, it's... It's been a big, big running joke between personal friends and so not that yeah, I, I created this, like, this this alter ego, this super superhero type of thing that the train man is like, and and because my last name, the yeah, so is so hard to say anyway. It, sometimes it is just easier to go by the crane man. The crane <laughs> man. So, um, well, no, no, and that and that goes that says a lot for the branding. It's it's you know it's really. Uh, uh, it's a brilliant way to, to brand yourself, and 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 like you said, you had your uh, you had such deep roots there in that uh, in that tr- uh, that culture of of tree work and and uh, that sort of that little niche area of of uh, crane assisted tree work, um, and uh, it's just brilliant, you know. And well, and you talked about uh, touched a little bit on the the ISA. Um, you know, f- for as long as I can remember, I know you're there, uh, donating your time, uh, judging the tree climbing competitions, which you don't really see many, uh, uh, crane operators come out and actually, uh, judge tree climbing competitions. But, uh, you, you do, uh, Pete, you have, uh, definitely have a special relationship, uh, with not only in, in the, uh, in the crane world, but with, with climbers, especially, uh, down there in the Southeast corner of the state, uh, many, uh, many really, really, uh, great contracting climbers that you use and that you utilize to, uh, to help with the, uh, with the crane climber school. Um, can you talk a little bit about that relationship that you have with, uh, uh, with the climbers that you contract with and sort of, uh, maybe how that ties into, um, uh, how the school sort of came to fruition? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's, that's one of the things, I mean, and you mentioned it, so that we, as soon as we mentioned the Pendel chapter, ISA and, and whatnot, this, this whole area that, that, this tri-state area that I that I have the pleasure of working in and, and being part of, we are really, really saturated with some of the best talent in the industry. These guys that are just above and beyond dedicated their whole lives and every day striving to be better and better. And, um, you know, joking about the superhero thing before, like one of, I, I've said that like one of, one of my superhero talents has been, to recognize other people's talents, you know, and that's something you, you, you need to be able to do it as you grow as a leader and everything else. And just, I, I was in this position, um, being the, you know, I'm essentially a subcontractor. I get the, you know, I say I all the time, I have the privilege of working with the best and the worst in the industry. You know? so <laughs> we get, we get to go out every day. I, I show up blind, you know, that, that it, I 
show up for a job and depend on what crew, whatever crew is there, that's the guys I get to work with today. So whether they know what they're doing or they don't know what they're doing. Um, so, so just because of that exposure to so many different crews and maybe, maybe a little bit of my personality is, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in that elevated speed in the crane. So I'm observing everything. I'm, I'm doing my job. I'm making things happen. And just because I have to happen to be good at my job, I, I, you know, I have this extra time and this, you know, to, to see these guys like, okay, well, this guy, Mike Tady is freaking phenomenal. I love working with him. He makes my job easier. Right. You have Rob Fleekpen, too, and then Jim Roach and Mike Livingston, um, Fraser Lake, Gareth Peoples, all the, my original Crane Safety Climber School crew, you know, that we, we came together one time at, it was actually at the Pendel, uh, you know, symposium that I pitched the idea to the guys and then we pitched it to, to the powers that be and we, we made it happen from there. But it, it's been one of those, with my exposure to, to the good, the bad, and the ugly kind of thing, it was like there, I, I've had this ability to recognize, okay, these guys are the standouts. You, 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 you take the broad spectrum of everybody and it's very easy at a certain point to see those standout guys. Um, and then, uh, but, uh, but obviously from, that's from my position though, because a guy that works for one single company, he really only gets to see the guys in his company working. Um, he doesn't really get exposed. I mean, some of the guys, they do competitions at RTC, you, you compete too. So at the competition level, you see, you see some more guys. You see guys that are at the, the top end and, and the guys that are just coming in. Right. But just my, my day-to-day work, I get exposed to that. So it was really, it seems really easy for me at, at that point. I mean, some people might not, not see it that way. That it was an easy thing. But for me, it was an easy thing to see. Like, okay, there's there's these tiers of talent. You know, we've got the bottom of the barrel guys. Right. We still work for them, but we, uh, basically those days, I'm trying to keep them safe and alive and wondering how they've survived in the last 20 years. Right. <laughs> and, then, and then there's those guys like Mike and Roach and those guys that those days it's almost like I'm, I guess like a, I don't want to say I have a day off, but my job is so easy because they're so good at what they do. Right. So that's that's one of those things that at that certain level, I was like, you know what, we if we could get everybody more up to speed, kind of thing, um, it would make it's kind of a, a uh, I don't even know if to say the word is there, but there it was a I was trying to make my job easier by making everybody else better at theirs. Right. Kind of thing. Right. And, uh, so. It was, it was, but it, but that's that's kind of what you know. Not a, it was a, it was my driving force through the whole through the whole thing. But uh, but at, at the same time, I've developed this passion to to help people actually get better and to help you know help everybody along the way. You know, we we can all we don't have to make our own mistakes nowadays. We can we can learn by the mistakes of others. You know, let's let's grow off the shoulders of giants kind of thing. Right. Um, you know, right. We're, we're, we're loaded with them, and, you know, and, and, and because of all this, the, the fact that I get to work with Mark Chisholm, you know, and, and he calls me up to do this, he says, Pete, I want you on this train job with me, because we, we got to do this right, you know, to be able to work with guys like that, that, you know, leaders of the industry, and, you know, that are just, you know, giants and whatnot, you got to be able to recognize that kind of talent, though, when you see it, and then... Like I said, I I was lucky enough to be, you know, was working with them, became friends with them all, and then, you know, 
pulling, pulling those favors kind of thing. Like, you know, we make these deals at the bar kind of type, type of situation where you right. say, hey, I got, I got this idea, you know. Right. And you, and you let them, you, you tell them, and it's like, but, you know, you're, they're looking at you kind of like, you know what? Pete's on to something here. Like, yeah, yeah, let's do this, you know. And they, But that's these like-minded individuals that come together, and we, we all have developed and shared this passion for, you know, we're helping other people, but yet we're, we're advancing ourselves the whole time too, because every, everything we're doing, we're trying to make others better. That makes us better. You know, it's, it's one of these, it's a growth thing. This whole, this whole natural growth of, of a leader thing that I, you know, Todd's been really talking about a lot lately. And, and, uh, and that was actually one of his lessons over the Garden State Conference this recently, it's just this week. Um, you know, but this is, this is one of those things that it's like, wow, I'm, I'm seeing this happen and right in front of me, but, you know, my big brain is going, dude, there, there it is. It's happening. You're witnessing it happen. Like, let's be part of this. Let's keep this going. Let's ride the wave, you know? And, and, you know, like I said, when I, when I reach out to UTC, it's like, that's, that's where I was at. Like the, uh, you know just I, was, I feel it brewing and just getting to the point where like if I don't let some of this stuff out like I feel like I'm gonna explode before I even get to train school this year you know <laughs> like, no that's a little, you know? <laughs> that's a uh you know that's a beautiful uh a beautiful and inspiring thing uh to be you know that excited about something I mean you know this is this is your baby this is something that you created and uh it's been a real uh, a real popular program I mean I know it's getting uh, popular every year uh, you got uh, if I'm not mistaken you have people coming from not just all over the country but all over the world you know uh, people are coming to uh, to learn from this uh, not only from you but from the network of people and teachers and and mentors that you've uh, that you've set up at the uh, at this training event um, and uh, the hype is is real and it's it, it gets it gets a little more exciting every year I'm uh, I look forward to being there this year and uh, experiencing uh, and, and being a part of that culture uh, and that learning environment because it's and, and let's and let's talk uh, talk talk a little bit about that this is a hands-on uh, event this is a hands-on uh uh, crane training program. Um, I don't really think that there's many others like it. If there is anything else like it, it's totally unique in that sense. Um, which, you know, there's no, really, there's no better way to learn, uh, those sort of those dynamic situations that you experience, uh, out there in the field. So talk a little bit about the hands-on aspect, Pete, and the importance of that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's no problem. Yeah, that's that's been been one of those things that uh, that they definitely the, the driving passion for myself is, is just been that like okay, you you can't learn this industry without actually having hands on boots on the ground doing doing what we do. I mean, you can. It's, it's actually one of one of the perfect examples. Kind of might be like. The fact that a lot of my clientele and me, we may be bursting in a bubble that you know, people, I may be letting a little secret out right now that uh, a lot of people think I used to be a climber, that I, I was a, a hidden talent in the in the tree industry somehow and then just became a crane operator. Well, the secret is Pete is scared to death of 
flights. I have trouble getting up a six foot step ladder. So, um, but because of my position of, of, of everything that I've done and am doing and whatnot, I can tell the climbers everything they need to do. I can kind of talk to you even how to tie the truss stick or the blade stitch, but I, if I ask my hands to do it, they don't actually do it. I, I can still only untie a, bow, a running bowline. I can't tie one, you know, after 20 years, you know. <laughs> but it, it's one of those things that people just assume that because of my position on everything, that that's, that's something I've done, but it's not. It's, it's because I, that's not where my hands-on have been. I've only been behind the controls of the crane. You know, but from from that seat, it's it's like I can yeah, I tell these guys everything they need to do, kind of thing. Um, but yeah, that that's where I've seen it all. Like, you know, with the TCA conference and everything, and, and the the Pendel and all the all the other um, lecture things. Lectures are, are they only get you so far, kind of thing. They get your head full of the knowledge, but then at a certain point, you have to do the practical application of it. Um, you have to actually. Um, one, of, one of the things we keep saying, you got you got to practice it until you know it's second nature, and you know practice it before you need it. You know that way, that way you know how to do it. You have to, you have to actually perform the task. You know, experience the results of the task, good and bad, and then you know then then you know you can make all your adjustments. There's so many. Um, you know, there's there's no set lifting points in trees. There's no lines that say cut here. You know, it, it's we, we've got so many variables that we work with um, that, that that's where where the hands-on crane school has has kind of come from to to help show these guys. You know, we want to fill your toolbox full of every tool you need to do it. Then you just got to have the knowledge to be able to pull the right tool out at the right time, recognize the scenario that you're up against. Um, um, so. Yeah, that's the hands-on. I I don't know for sure. I mean, I know there's there's some there's other training stuff out there, but to actually, you know, I I thought for sure. I mean, this is uh, year number nine. I think yeah, we we we've been since 2011, one a year doing this event. Um, in the first year, we only had 11 students and like, you know the the seven or eight of us of us trainers and whatnot. And now we're now we've kind of capped it off at, at 60 students, and we fell out like in a couple days. You know, right. um, once they open registration, so yeah, the, the demand is there, and the, and somebody at the beginning did ask me, said, "Well, you know, how how long do you see this, you know, this thing going for? Like, what what's the the life cycle you see of of, the, of a of a training event like that does?" It's like, wow, well, like all I could say is, until we stop hiring new guys, this class is needed. You know, because every every new guy that comes into the industry has to be trained up, has to have that hands-on training on. On the job, training only gets you so far. I mean, or, you know, it's hard when your bosses and everything else, we're, we're production, we're, we're trying to make money. You have to, at a certain point, say, okay, we're, we have to do the task, but it can't be in a production mindset because we, you know, we have to add the safety factor to actually train a guy to do it. And it's like, what better place to do it than here when we've got like some of the best in the industry literally right there in the tree with you showing you any question you have you know it gets answered on the spot kind of thing and and we we make all those adjustments on the fly kind of thing to say okay this guy everybody's at a different you know level of talent we've got guys that come to the course with 20 plus years of experience in trees 
down to that guys with two years of experience, but they're but the raw talent there. So they got to you know getting that hands on, get in the trees, actually making the picks, the students making the cuts, the rig that you're rigging it, you're cutting it, you're landing, it, and then the rest of the students are processing, and then you get your turn when you come out of the tree. Um, it's it's been a really I don't know what it is. It's like a. It's been shocking to me to not see the course replicated all over the country. Because right. I, I mean, guys are traveling all over the country to come to my course. I'm, I'm kind of. I've been shocked from the beginning why other guys haven't. You know, it hasn't hasn't popped up elsewhere. But I, I think that's part of part of the the package that we were able to put together. The sponsorship that we get. The love that we get from the industry, from, from bandits, from from Steel, from Tuchelberger, from from Westburg, from from all all these guys, you know, I, I I'd love to run through the whole name list right now, but that they're all putting in a little bit so that we can put on this huge event and and keep it cost effective for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like I kind of deviated from from the no, I think in there. <laughs> no, I like I like the idea of. Um... Uh, the the idea of that that uh, live learning environment, and because I don't think that uh, I don't I don't think that you know when you say oh well what's the life cycle of this program or, or what's the life cycle of of the school and like you said this the industry is constantly changing and there's new people getting involved but even people with twenty or thirty years experience can come into an environment like that and uh, offer something. If not, if, if they're not taking something away from it, they're interjecting something into it. And then, you know, someone else is able to capitalize or benefit from that type of experience. Um, and I really, I think it goes back to that idea of community and mentorship. Um, and a lot of the, a lot of the people that are involved want to pass these types of skills and this type of knowledge on because I, I think there is a real uh, true love for the industry and, and, and for the community and for keeping each other safe. And again, um, the more we, you know, the more we know, the more, the more I know about what you're doing as an operator and the more you know what I'm doing as a climber, you know, the, the, the more controlled that situation becomes. And, and at the end of the day, uh, what's most important? I think the the most important thing is that everybody can do this for as long as we can, um, oh, yeah. and, and you yeah, know that yeah, sure. that sort of comes comes back to that idea of uh, of safety. Um, so yeah, I guess that you know the last sort of the last thing that uh, I wanted to touch on was just sort of uh, you know some of your expectations for this year. I know you ran through a little bit of list of the sponsors and the people who help who helped make it happen, but, you know, just some of your expectations for this year, what the site looks like, um, and then, uh, you know, some of the, some of the instructors and the people that are going to be a part of it this year. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great site this year, uh, the, the Villanova, we're, 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 uh, we got some, some really nice, big, big poplars, some mashes, some beaches, we got, we got a whole bunch of different, um, different species of trees, size, shapes, and everything of trees. And then, you know, we got the, the same thing with, it keeps saying four and a half crews, and I'm going to do a on-the-air knock on knuckle booms here just because it's hilarious to me to do. But uh, <laughs> we basically, I, I say it's a four and a half crew, crew site because it takes 
Steve Connolly will be there. Uh, Adapter Air Solutions and Use uh, Crane Service, the two knuckle booms that uh, that they're going to be running the show there. Then one of my own cranes, and then one of one of the, the students or well, the original instructors of the class that had a huge growth through the class. Mike Livingston will be there with with the Shriners crane to to help with that. And then um, I, I pulled in last year because of a uh, a. Uh, Actually, not last year. Year before last, I guess um, we had a we had a, per, a problem with one of my cranes on site, and I made one of those those last minute calls to a really good friend of mine, Dave Schwartz, thing, and said, "Hey, I, I need an extra crane on site. Do you mind coming in?" And now since that, you know, he's been part of the course. Um, Dave Schwartz, thing from Liftex. So there, those that's the crane crew, or the four five machines that'll be, be running the site there, and. Uh, it's gonna it's, it's gonna be beautiful, you know. The, the all the all the original instructors, except for Gareth, he's uh, he's been a little preoccupied. He keeps having kids and stuff, so he's 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 not gonna be there. He may show up at some point. You never know. But but Mike Tatey, Gareth Peoples, Jim Roach, Fraser Lay, Rob Bigpen, um, like I said, Mike Livingston. Uh, you know, we got Sean Rowley working. You know, working with the Knuckle Booms and Paul Beaster. You know, Alex Woolage is coming in from Colorado. He was a student of the course that you know has kind of evolved into uh, you know the honorary instructor role thing too. So um, Chris Gerard, he was he was one of those guys that you know I had to basically stop taking his money because he wouldn't stop coming to the course. You know, <laughs> so, so you know he. He just became one of those guys um, that, like, you know, he, he's just there every time. Now he, he helps. He's, he's so smart he's, and everything. He's, I know he does a lot with the TCIA. I think he's on the Z133 board, um, so he helps us out there. One of one of my favorite people in the whole world that, that you know, through this course and, and this position has, uh, has you know, become one of, one of my best friends, even though he lives all the way on the opposite coast. You know, Dave Stice, nice guy Dave. You know, comes in from from Westbur and Ascension Group, um, and he's you know he's on ground and and you know doing doing the Dave thing and then keeping it real and, and letting everybody know when they screw up and and telling you you know keeping us all informed about uh you know he that man is a is a wealth of knowledge you know and I'm so happy to have him part of it um, another another guy that's been a, a recent year add on that I, again was a. Uh, Super, super performer that you know, and we needed more help, and I just put the ball in. So that he was happy about Dan Lawson, um, a, a superstar um, work production climber, also a great comp climber. I think he's I think he's taking you off the list a couple times. You see at the at the Pendel chapter. Oh yeah, he <laughs> yeah, lot makes my palms sweat. That's for sure. Right. Oh yeah. yeah <laughs> That, that being said, the, the, the other guy that answered the call in the last couple of years, Derek Martin, you know, um, another absolute superstar talent um, that, you know, happy, happy that he is, uh, again, a friend of mine now that, you know, because of this course, all these all these relationships that we have built, um, you know, because of this, like I said, this common, you know, goal of, you know, I mean, Rick always refers to me as the fearless leader thing because he's like, like, I guess, but by default, I'm in charge, I guess. But, like, I, there's no way I could put this event on without the help of, of every sponsor, of, of all those instructors. Just every, it's a team effort. I, I've made this reference before for, for tree work and crane work. Like, there's nobody that can actually do it by themselves. Right. Every single 
time you do it's a team event you have to have a team of guys there you need an operator you need the climber you need a ground crew like all these things have to be in place to to actually be efficient i mean rick and steve may argue that hey with their little mechanic saw heads they they can do a tree by themselves but you know that's we don't talk about that No, that's that. No, that's that's great, Pete. I I think that uh, you know we we hit the nail on the head there, and uh, uh, a lot of people get a lot of people excited about this. Uh, not that not only for this year, but but for the future, um, because it's uh, just such a fabulous opportunity. Um, and again, I appreciate you giving me a call to sort of hash this out. And, uh, as always, you know, we, we could keep this conversation going, uh, as it changes in the future and, and whatever it, it morphs into. It's, uh, it's always great to catch up with you and to work with you and, and just to run into you, you know what I mean? Hey Pete, I, that really that really uh, warms my heart to hear you say that, and uh, I'm gonna go and uh, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna get this edited up and get it up there, and uh, I'll tag you and uh, let's get it out there, let's share it and uh, and keep this conversation going. Awesome, awesome, love it, TC. Thank- thanks, Pete. I'll talk to you soon, brother. Yep, see ya later. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Arb Life Podcast. Please follow along at the website, www.thearblife.com. Sign up for an email subscription to get all the latest updates of interviews and blog posts. This edition of the Arb Life podcast was brought to you from the passionate pursuit to find inspiration one tree at a time.